Genesis Oh my god, episode 40. We're finally here. We are here to the final season of Avalon, folks. Welcome to the final story arc of I'm Avalon. I'm finally fully relevant. Woohoo! Yes, this is, a, this is an outline that is a, a complete collaboration between you and I. Yes. Um, so, so a lot of this, a lot of this is, uh, is, is all your brainchild. I just helped flush it out. Yep. So. Yes, and so we start the episode. Uh, oh, anyway, uh, let's go back a second. <laughs> Rewind, scratch that, reverse. Um, anyway, I am Cat Pride. I am the stoofer on the episode in that I direct it, and but I'm not in it. And then um, I also co-wrote it, and with me is Kristen Mays, my co-stoofer now. Hi. It with with the writing stoof. Hi. She's also doing all the admin work for me this season. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but she sends out the scripts, not me now, which is very nice for me because which I needed is the why break. Everything goes out late <laughs> and wrong. And wrong. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's done that three times in a row now. Fuck. You've only had four episodes to send, folks. So anyway, so, so we start the episode here uh, from a different perspective. As you all know, uh, the first three seasons of Avalon followed Jaina's journey. Mm -hmm. So she opened uh, it, opened it, and you had blurbs of the letters throughout her time, and then it ended with her. Um, Asara's arc obviously began and ended with Asara, and so with this particular season, um, there is a bit a bit more of a focus on Sam in some respects. Um, you get to see some interesting character development. For sure. Yeah, there's some some character development. There's a lot of history about him that you guys are going to find out now that we didn't really have time to get into during the uh, the, the main first three seasons. So, um, and and don't get me wrong, folks, this season is where it's all at, man. I mean, this is this is one of those things where they've been leading up to this. Yeah. The first three seasons were their journey to becoming fledged full fledged heroes. Now that they are full fledged heroes, this is like their dark side. It's They've gone through their dark hour, but this is like their empire. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good Actually, no, I would say that season, I would say that season three and this are arc with the empire. This is their first half of Jedi. Just no Ewoks. Just no, well, that would be the last half of Jedi, not the first half. This well, we is don't their, have Ewoks. We don't have Ewoks. Because I don't like Ewoks that much. Well, no, that's not true. Well, I like Ewoks, but I would have rather liked them to be Wookiees. We kind of have Ewoks. Game and Leo. <laughs> They're kind of Ewoky. Nice. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, we have, you know, this is kind of our... Actually, I would say this is our Shadows of the Empire. All right, whatever. Just pick a Star Wars reference and work with it. Please. I'm going to say this is our Search for Spock. <laughs> God, cat. This is the Wrath of Khan. This is the Wrath of Genghis Khan. <laughs> anyway. Um... So yeah, so as we come back here, uh, as you can tell, it's been six months uh, since the ending of season three. So we gave you that Asara arc so that you kind of had something different that was out of the normal scope of the timeline. Um, and so now you're seeing kind of the uh, the way the political atmosphere has changed now that the city is no longer in quarantine and the city is no longer under in, constant in, you know, demon attack. Yeah. It's, it's literally been a cleanup effort for Jaina and Sam. They've had a couple of demons here and there popping up. And 
Poor Sam is watching the news, just getting more and more demoralized and wanting to stick his head in an oven. Oh, and they're living together. Yes, they are. Snap. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is not what I would call domestic bliss. Since apparently they're arguing over hot water of all things. But then again, it is New York, so I can't blame them there. Hot water is very serious business. As somebody who showers after you, hot water is serious business everywhere. What are you trying to say here? I leave you plenty of hot water, you brat. Miss, it's not warm enough unless my skin is on fire. Shut up. Pay attention to the veiled sexual innuendo there. <laughs> Oh, things are not okay. The uh, honeymoon period is a bit mm -hmm. over. How can you ask that? Because I have to. I'm gonna go get dressed. Poor Zena. Oh, uh, that was not what I meant to say. Well, we all know you're not the best with communication, Sam. And they're they're fighting over normal couple things, mm -hmm. though. Well, stupid domestic crap. Yeah. And the fact that he's never really lived with a woman and she's never really lived with a man. Yeah. Meanwhile, as she just let you know, uh, Noir and Natalie are still in Britain. And obviously you have listened to this episode so you already know that they're there. Um, but, you know. Genesis Avalon went global this time around. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> in a big way, too. Um <laughs> That's not ending, folks. I don't know if I would call the UK and the US in a big way global, though. Um, we're improving the cross-pond relations by totally fucking up the cross-pond relations. <laughs> I like how you say that, as if somehow Natalie and Noir hanging out in England is going to mess things up. Excuse me. But a centuries-old goddess <laughs> housed in the body of an American woman and a centuries-old colonial man <laughs> That's true! He wasn't British, so that's even worse. Who can turn into a giant cat or canoodling all over London. I don't think that this is going to improve. Correction, they were canoodling in Bath, which is not in London. Which is a very sexy romantic spot. Where they don't like tourists. No, that's Salisbury. Oh, okay. Sorry, in case anyone's curious, I had a really bad experience when I was traveling abroad. Salisbury was the only sad spot. I loved everything about being in England, but Salisbury hated tourists and they hated me. But on to happier. You must be in the training hall. Yes. So we're getting to kind of find out where, where everybody is after the events of the end of season three, where, you know, it's a couple months later and they've moved on a little. So the kids have been training all this time. Natalie and Noir have been vacationing. I mean, looking for King Arthur. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, Jay and Sam have Jay been trying Jay and Sam to... have been annoying each other. Pretty much. I want shish kebabs now. We just ate hot dogs! <laughs> You're still eating yours! I'm still eating mine! But I'm drunk, so... <laughs> so shish kebabs for everybody. Shish kebabs for everyone! Mm, looks good. Wow! Most of your 
I'm just glad I got to use my comedy music finally that I've been hanging on to them for ages. These two kind of are that well they're they're the comedic they're not really the comedic relief, but they're the comedic. Not like in a slapstick way, but they are the lighthearted character. Yeah. Well they're the kids. They're the mm -hmm. without without making people go, ah, you know those two kids from Thundercats? <laughs> That's they're a Wily Kitten Wily Cat. I, I think of Wily Kitten Wily Cat. They're not. They're not. You know, Scrappy Doo. Annoying. Olivia would take a great offense to being considered Snarf. Just so you know. No, no, no. She's not Snarf. She's Panthro. <laughs> I think she'd she'd be okay with that. Ah. So, so there's a funny story about the reason why they're fighting. So one of the, the earliest lessons I ever learned in writing was that if you have characters that do best making out after a crisis, it's re they're really they're, they do not have an easy time of being domestic because their entire frame of reference for their relationship is something serious and heart pounding and adrenaline and lots of there might be love there because they do genuinely love each other, but they're also having to fight demons, so everything's high. High tension, high emotion. So I immediately knew when we were coming back that I was like, no, they have to be fighting. They have to be fighting about stupid crap. I have to be realistic. And those two could barely get along when they first met. And even if they do love each other, they have not changed that their personalities do not drive all the time. And they both come from very independent, uh, very independent backgrounds. They haven't found the things that they have in common that aren't fighting demons. Some of them they found. Like even you, you'll, you'll see later they they do. Clearly, she's not mad at him in the long term. It's it was a stupid fight. Yeah. Kind of get over it. But they do have a lot that they're still trying to work out. Yeah. You know they they they've realized that they both like a lot a lot of good movies and they like playing video games together. Yeah. and they Like hanging out. But they haven't figured out that one of them likes to do dishes while the other one doesn't. Yeah. And they haven't figured out that one of them likes to cook, but hates to clean. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Also, I love that Jack has enough experience in life to know what it's like to be hit by a Nerf gun several times. He's been to school. Yeah. Also, I love this scene because you kind of see where their abilities are... This is this is kind of Avalon mythos that we didn't really talk about during the first run of the you know during the run of the show because uh, Jaina didn't have this kind of experience. I mean, Asara taught her very little before passing away, so a lot of what Jaina learned was literally rote memorization and then trying it out. Whereas Jack and Alicia have the benefit of being raised much like how Asara was with Francesca, which is why I wanted to show you Francesca and Asara's relationship first. So you can see that Olivia's kind of filling in that role of quasi-tutor. Yeah. You know, she's teaching them how to fight because Olivia has experience. As I've mentioned on the show many a time, I have not told any of you how old Olivia is, but suffice to say she's been around the block several times. So are you going to tell them how old Olivia is? Uh, in the course of the season, you will find out how old she is. That means I can't tell you. I'm sorry. Nope. But I really liked doing this scene. I really liked mixing it too, because it was a fun scene to mix. Well, it's like a lighthearted fight scene. Yeah. It's this cute little dodge the obstacle course, dodge the obstacle course. 
And Mindy Owen just brings it, man. And I know a lot of it is because she's done so many fan dubs over the years. Yeah. She really knows how to do Walla really well and reaction Walla like that. But that's one reason why I cast her as Alicia was I knew she was going to have to do a lot of reaction stuff. Yeah. And, and sound cute while yeah. doing it. And, and Mike, you know, we've heard him before in other stuff where he's been action fight guy. He's never a slouch. And, and he's never a slouch, ever. He always brings his A game. And I loved his Braveheart impression right there. And it just made you stop what you were doing and start giggling. It did because I started thinking about Winchester. <laughs> yes, there was an episode of uh, Supernatural that came out a couple of weeks ago that had Dean doing the, the Braveheart speech. Oh, I should not have had that piece of pizza. Nope. Nope. Olivia is a cruel taskmaster. She wants to talk about Last time, the doctor is going to threaten bodily injury if we didn't get an update on that more. Uh, she can't help it. She's too often hurt. Doesn't matter how old she is, she's still a favorite heart. I love that she's a king. I love, I just, uh, I love Dr. Matthews. I love you, Mom. Um, also, I love Jane and, you know, getting annoyed, at, not annoyed, but ribbing him for being nerdy. Oh, 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 Tom, 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 Tom. Sorry, as Pete Milan knows, uh, I, uh, the moment I cast him in this role, I was like, you have to understand, sir. Uh, this character's very awesome, and I will promise I will tell you all sorts of things about him, but I can't tell you until after this episode. <laughs> That's kind of unfair. Are they going to ever find out? Mm. Not before episode 50. I don't think it's before episode 50. They're going to have to wait for Patriot. Yeah. Yeah. We're so mean. We are mean. They should just be happy we're doing Patriot still. We're mean. There's a lot of stuff we're setting up for, for Patriot as well. And everybody's like, what the hell's Patriot? I know, because we've never Indeed. talked about it. What the hell is Patriot? We will discuss that in later episodes when said characters are more involved. Um, we can't talk about that right now, though. Oh, I like this. And okay, so this is one of the things that the first time I heard Pete do this voice, I kind of flipped out. And sorry, Pete, you're going to have to deal with me fangirling here. Because it was kind of like his Hector voice, only smoother. And I was like, I didn't think that was possible. It was like badass on velvet. I don't. How did he do that? I don't know. I, it's Pete. I try not to understand Pete. You cannot understand Pete. He, he must be experienced. <laughs> I almost made Chris spit take. Yes! You're evil. <laughs> also, I love my mother's rant in this. I wrote, I mean, he's like, none of this was ad-libbed. I mean, I wrote this rant for her specifically so she could sound as badass academic as she wanted to. Because she loves doing these kinds of things. And she's just so funny. Because she just sounds like the perfect professor. Just explode. <laughs> so you know the funny thing? The first time I heard this scene, it was not attached to anything else. Okay. And I was just hearing the line. I didn't recognize who it was. Because <gasps> I've never heard your mom be angry. Oh, I have, obviously. It's pretty close to the factual. That's actual factual mom anger right there. I mean, I've heard her yell <laughs> at your sibs. <laughs> Not like that, though. That's. But I've mm. never heard a rant. 
Thankfully, rant, I don't think my mother's ever had a rant directed at me, but I have been witness to the rants. And I've come close to witnessing some rants. But they were... Namely about parental figures who won't be named. Yes. They were, they were namely about, about, you know, just general disagreements, and they were low rants. You know, they were like, it's okay. Yeah. We're going to do it exactly like this, because this is the way things are going to happen from now on. Yes. Except your mom sounded less drunk. <laughs> than you did? Yeah. Also, uh, for those of you listening to this episode... This episode's brought to you by Gin and Juice. Uh, that actually was not what I was going to say. Really? Yeah. For those of you who are listening, you may have heard Sam mention a specific, uh, voice. Oh, you're gonna be relevant. One would say of, uh, of freedom, in fact. And, uh, as I told you during season two and three, if you do not have the, uh... The Voice of Freedom blogspot favorited. And if you're not following the Voice of Freedom Twitter... It would behoove you to have those things taken care of after this episode is aired. I would say you'd want it by, like, episode 42? 42? You think 42? 41? 42? Uh, technically, according to our marketing schedule, 41. Oh, okay. I'm not... All right, by 41, just do it. Uh, I, I have technically, to, technically I have the to blasts, confer with my better half here. Technically, the blasts begin, like, a week after this episode. Airs. We might want to get on that. Well, that's why we're taking off this. Oh, that's season. right, yeah. To get all of those, those taken care of. Anyway, so yeah, so... Uh, <clears throat> you know, last year on your birthday I did weekend. promise you, I did promise you guys that the Voice of Freedom was not done. That that told a larger story overall. I am very pleased to say that you will hear more of it because it is directly relevant to this season. Yep. Oh, the old NYN music. I haven't had a chance to use that in a while. It's a really old one because there's the there's that one and then there's the bum 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 and that's their that's the typical one you hear. What? Also, uh, welcome aboard to the cast, Dave Morgan. He, yes! uh, he took over for Tobias Queen, who was unable to continue with the role. So, he did a fantastic job. He stepped right in. Those big shoes to fill. And he's, I think he's filling them wonderfully. You guys have not really heard much of him yet. You will. Uh, but you will. Especially Uh-oh. next episode. And oh. he is just knocking your socks off. Um, we owe him drinks. Yes, we do. That's okay. I know where he lives now, so... I did. I just found out today. So Ha-ha! obviously, I'm Drinks not gonna. For I'm not gonna tell you any usaps, but. But yes. So. uh... Also, God damn it! Those of you who gave me Walla for this episode, I hate you all because the questions you were asking Calhoun are not safe for work. <laughs> I had people. What are they asking? I had people asking him. Is it so hard being so sexy all the time? <laughs> <laughs> things like Mr. Masters, Mr. Masters, if we go behind, will you be will you allow me to be your intern? Yes, I do mean it that way. Yes, you can be his intern and if you would like to know how hard it is, how <laughs> very very oh, hard. Oh, please stop. You're done. You can meet him at the uh Blank Hotel. <laughs> Room 403. 
So anyway, so af after leaving on that om ominous note of Jaina and and uh, and Sam, and I guess this is a good point to discuss. Is this scene with with Noir and Nat's a little fillery? Yeah, it's kind of establishing. Kind of establishing. You guys, if you've heard it, you know where they are. But but it's um, establishing, you know, a little bit better exactly where they're at, what they're doing, what, what they're, they're trying planning. to accomplish. Yeah. yeah. But um, but what I want to go back really quick is is that scene with Cal is incredibly important because you find out he is the director of home home front security. Yes. Um. And, which is, you know, obviously there's a tie to back to real life there. And you find yourself wondering how did a demon mercenary get so high up in the, in the uh, U.S. government so quickly? Yeah, and uh, on top of that, uh, now is a good time to discuss uh, your baby, the steward program, as was mentioned earlier during uh, yes, the news broadcast the at the beginning program. of the episode. So basically, uh, the steward program comes from, it's, it's sort of your... Um, DEO gone crazy. Your for those for, for non non oh geeks, yeah really quick just uh it basically trying to look at what happens in a government when you suddenly have people with superpowers fighting crime alongside your normal police department. Mm -hmm. So you've got your regular police, but then you've got these citizens who don't quite fall under the normal category of citizen arrest. Right. You know, can you call Avalon a citizen arrest? How do you how do you react to somebody who says, I didn't mean to kill those eight people, I was possessed by a demon and Avalon healed me. Exactly. You know, what do you do with that? So you have the steward program start up. <laughs> well, if a demon had you, you'd probably be dead because Avalon can't unturn you. But yes, I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. But no, I mean, exactly. How do you distinguish the crazies from but, you the know, knots? How, then... do you, how do you establish that somebody saying that? Legitimately. You don't know yeah. that they're lying. Yeah. And I mean, the way I kind of saw it and, and the way you kind of described it to me is that they're essentially like... Like Blackwater. Yeah, it's only it's a, on a terrestrial in, in a. It's a private military yeah. force that the U.S. government has hired to be the ones to police. You know, it's sort of everybody's worst yeah. fear about TSA. Exactly. Everybody's worst fear about martial law. Yeah. All everybody's worst fear about about SWAT teams. Yeah. Growing in size, brought to its head. Yeah. So. So yeah, so so there's I mean there's kind of an undercurrent mm -hmm. under this whole season of what does a US government which in our own real world has this horrible stalemate, you know, horrible brinks brinksmanship to it. Yeah. Where you're either incredibly right wing or incredibly left wing and there is no compromise and you keep seeing one wing take over from the other. Well, what happens if the right wing takes over at the same time as this extraordinary experience of having superheroes fighting demons in yeah. the largest city in the U.S.? Yeah. So. I know that you're a bit of a girly car, but... but yeah, so... Oh, uh, Lord! Uh, the girly car! Ah, uh, okay, so... Alright, so we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, yeah, we'll talk about the stewards more next episode. Next episode. They're, they're in it, too. But yes, yeah, so, as you heard, Tim, Gabe, and Leo... My babies! Her babies! My this is her storyline, and I just got to help flesh them out, and especially Gabe. I take all responsibility for so Gabe this conversation, some of Leo. This conversation was actually written walking to an In-N-Out burger in North Dallas... Yes, last like, February. So last February, yeah. It was your birthday weekend last That's February. That's right. That's right. Because we were walking to that one. We were sitting there talking about. Uh, we we had started planning for this. 
we knew it was coming up eventually, and I just and I had finally just bit the bullet and said, yes, I will do a fourth season, and we'll do the storyline that we wanted to talk about. And we spent that whole weekend last, like, exactly yeah, one year ago today when that we were now, recording yeah. it. Uh, Sitting there outlining, outlining the everything whole thing. on post-it notes I, and poster board. I still have it yep. in the uh, living room, and uh, yeah, that that scene with the boys was verbatim. We wrote it down because we did it just jokingly, yep. talking about how the boys would talk. And once we did it, we were like, "Oh God, that has to stay. We have to do it." And I kept it. I made sure I had a note of it. Sure enough, the moment this episode came up, it was the first thing that popped out of that yeah. conversation. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like it's not it's not spoilery to say that Gabe and Leo are Tim's best friends. Yes. In fact, when, his friends from college. When, uh, when I auditioned Chris' daughter for the role, mm -hmm. he read this scene. Yep. I wrote it prior to the episode yeah. even coming out because I had to have him cast back in season three. Yeah. When Tim showed up for when four Tim showed up. But, yeah, uh, if you need a refresher on who Tim is, guys, go back and listen to episodes 25 through 28 of Genesis Avalon. He is Carrie's uh, brother. Carrie's brother. He's a... Uh, he, Baby brother. He uh, He's a gr college graduate. He's a junior lawyer at a law firm yep. in London. Yep. Um, him and his friends from college, they don't... They, they, they live nearby each other. They still hang out a lot. Uh, uh, Gabe is from Scotland. Leo's from America, but now lives in the UK. Yes. Leo is basically Tony Denoso if Denoso became an exchange student. That's yeah. why I love him. And um, they are very important to Natalie and Noir's half of the story for the season. Yes, they are. Um, you know, for the obvious reason that they, they uh, Natalie Noir staying with Tim at the Arthur family yeah. estate. Um, yeah. <laughs> my god i love that but but i have to say this though so okay so we cast chris first yes obviously we needed him first and i had a very very short list of actors and when i realized how much of a fan chris was of the show and that he'd been listening back in the good old days when it was on the vaa i pretty much looked at chris and said can I ask him? Do you mind? And she was like, no, no you'd be great. Ahead. So I immediately sent him the lines and I said, can you read these? Can you do this? Because I knew that this was not something that could go out for an open casting call. It, it needed to be, it needed this to be, the character is, is kind yeah. of important. And we can't talk about why yet. Yeah. For another four episodes, three episodes, three episodes. Two. Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. two episodes. So um, we definitely knew that we wanted a fan. To play this yeah. part. So, so, and he's, Somebody he has brought his A game. He worked with, as you guys know from listening to commentaries last year, he worked with Chris for months on coaching with the accent, and he's done an amazing mm -hmm. job. And uh, after, after like 10 episodes not having to play this character, he had this, this, this episode, and he was perfect. I mean, he was, he'd gotten better. He'd continue to improve. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it, it felt like. Well, he's a trooper. He's, he's a hard worker. So. He is. I, I love you, Chris. You know that. Yes. I, I would give you hugs all day long if I could. Um, I think you did. I did. Uh, yeah, actually, we were at M's place and I, no, actually, I just made horrible jokes with Cards Against Humanity that nobody in this audience will get for another four episodes and so I'll make them then. Um, That's right. <laughs> there is one that literally, I won that hand of Cards Against Humanity because I could not, because I hit Chris so hard he couldn't stop laughing. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so we cast him first, and then we had an additional casting call for the two boys. It was and, a while ago Yeah, it was now. a while ago now. Um, we cast them back at the beginning, when Asara's arc was being yeah, cast. Yeah, when, when we cast Asara's Because arc. I also wanted to cast, uh, Chris, Chris Asara's husband and, uh, and, uh, 
Tom and a couple yeah. of others. So, and, and th- these two, I mean, Paul and, and, and Jason just really... Really play off each other well. They do, and that was... I was like, you know, if those two play off each other just fine, then playing off of Chris will be a piece of cake. And sure enough, the three of them are hysterical together. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then you bring Natalie in the mix and she's a pretty girl and they're just useless. And then we also heard uh, Deborah Adams very briefly is Gwen. Gwen. The yeah. girl who owns the fish and, uh, runs the fish and chip shop. Oh, hi, Carrie. It's the first time we've heard from her all season. Yeah. She's so... She's bitchy. Uh-oh. Bad stuff's going down in New York. And her phone got cut off. That can't be good. Let's go. Now. Back to the house. Dun, dun, dun. I like how he calls it a house, and really it's like this huge freaking mansion because his family is rich. It's a pretty decent sized house out just outside of London. Yeah. Very old, very House of Lords. Yes, well, yes. Oh boy. And this is where we kind of set up for the main arc of the season here. Hardcore. Yep. I mean, this is where the first, every... the first five episodes of the season. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. To yeah. Me. There's a definite shift in tone as we hit that first. Uh, we get through that first arc, mini arc. Yeah. What you would call it. It, it. It's just the first half of the season. Yeah. And then it's setting up stuff for Patriot. Yes. That. That too. It's more than a rally. It's gone viral. Oh, Sam. I do love that Sam is, like, the smartphone guy. And Jada's all like, whatever, I can't do numbers. <laughs> I accidentally eat a word. <laughs> yep. Again, Sam's all like, I know, modern stuff. And Jada's like, I don't have time for this crap. I think one of my favorite lines earlier was, where she was talking about how he was tweeting, and she goes, when do you have time to tweet? When you fly? <laughs> that voice sounds familiar, doesn't it? Poor Casey. Poor Casey. Last time you guys saw her, she and Evan made a very hasty retreat and managed to get to safety during the, uh, the big, huge we demon attack really at the very end of the season. Sense. Yeah. We haven't at all. So apparently things have not been going well for poor Casey. No. Poor Casey. Poor Casey. Oh, dear God. We'll touch on that more. But as you can tell, uh, uh, Sam immediately heard that voice and he knew exactly who that was. He recognized the voice of Of freedom. freedom, Which, by this point, I imagine all of you have too. If if you had, you know, been listening and kind of put the pieces together last season. But, uh, yeah. They now have the voice of freedom tied up in the middle of a riot throwing crap at her. Yep. That's how this, that's how New York is right now, folks. Woohoo! So, uh, that's it. We made it through the that's first it. episode. Now only nine more left. Nine left, and it'll be a roller coaster like you will not believe, folks. I can tell you right now, there is not a slow episode in the entire last, last nine episodes. The, the, one that we, the one that we just finished writing two weeks ago, Yeah. I think we both sobbed as we were writing. It was rough. And the one that I'm writing right now is... Oh, uh, 
that's the aftermath of that. It's the, it's the, oh, hi, how are you feeling? Don't mind me. I'm just scrubbing the inside of your esophagus with some steel wool. You know? Ugly whale sounds! And then the one cat's writing right now is the aftermath of that. Yeah. Which is, which is sort of like, oh, hi, you're on the ground. Let me kick you some more. Kick, kick, kick. It's pretty rough. Um. It's gonna be awesome though. I think you guys are gonna like it. In other words, it's a normal day at Chinasafalon. <laughs> Cats just making everybody's life hell. Woohoo! So if you liked this episode, please tell us that you liked this episode. You can go to Yahoo Groups at groups.yahoo.com slash drunk slash pendant. She's drunk, don't listen to her. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I am at Genesis Avalon, or you can find Kristen at Twitter. She is I as at Kristen Bays. You can also email me at kat at pendant audio.com or k-r-i-s-t-e-n at pendantaudio.com exactly you can also leave us a comment on the comment page that we'll get back to us don't worry or on facebook or on facebook or reblog us if you got us on tumblr um i don't know how many people actually get the get actually see it on tumblr but reblog it let us know tell people what you thought um and i think that's about it Oh, and like Jeffrey said, for more information, visit PendantAudio.com. We've got new shows coming up. It's going to be exciting. So, yeah. So, we will see you guys next month. Yup, yup. Bye! Bye!